Nowadays, image stabilization is really accessible. Most phones have it, and this is why you see so many clips on Instagram looking so smooth. But back in 2011, this technology wasn't that available. People had to use fly cams or glide cams. The music you're hearing in the background is from a video called Run Hard. And this is by a chap called Florian Hatwagner, a Viennese practitioner. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not really sure, he's a very elusive guy. He actually later became Gimbal Ninja, which I believe is his current profession. This video, Run Hard, stood out for me in 2011 because it was shot on a fly cam. And I'd not seen a smoothness in filming like this ever before. It was quite something. And not only this, but he was doing runs that were 20, 25, 30 seconds long without a break. And today, that's pretty rare. So Florian, if you are listening to this somehow, thank you so much for making those videos. They did not go unnoticed. They blew my mind at the time and still continue to impress me. Thank you. But let's get back to the podcast. This is episode number 34, and I was joined by another Viennese practitioner, Lisa Schneider. She is doing bits at the moment, involved with Art of Motion, Squadron, the New Zealand community, as well as a host of other things. I hope this podcast sheds a bit more light on Lisa as a rising talent and whether you're lounging in the sun, driving in your car, on your way to a jam or winding down in the evening, I hope you enjoy this one. Keep it locked. Did you just hear that? Yeah, I did. I've never heard that before. Damn. That was that was <laughs> my laptop because it was German. <laughs> <laughs> this meeting oh, is being recorded. Probably, yeah, it's probably my headphones. They're really ah. fancy headphones from my mum. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are they, what type of? Yeah, what type of headphones are they? I've got no idea. Oh. I just uh, they, I I tried it with mine. Oh, I actually did a podcast, but I was just asking the questions. Um, and I tried it with my headphones and they were shit, so I've got my mom's. Um, and they work way better, but I don't know which ones they are. Mm-mm. So you run, you've done a podcast? I asked questions, yeah. I, I worked for a guy who's running a, a gym and um, he did podcasts, but he couldn't stay on track whatsoever. So he asked me to kind of ask him questions to keep him on track. Okay. Tell yeah. us about, tell us about this gym then. Which gym are you, which gym are you referring to? It's a, it's not a parkour gym, it's a, like a weightlifting gym. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So what did you question him about? Oh, he's got this program, um, like during COVID, he, he's using sandbags because um, people couldn't go to his gym, so he found other equipment that people could use and he thought that sandbags are like a real natural thing to lift. And um, he sent everyone to sandbags and then he had this big group chat with all the people in it and he tried to organise people to train together so that during COVID they didn't have to train by themselves and he was just promoting this programme basically and I asked him questions about the programme. Okay, nice. Yeah. 
So you got you have some experience uh, as an interviewer. A tiny little bit. I did it <laughs> twice, and he was talking loads, so I didn't really have to do anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, well, we are back. <laughs> this is episode number thirty-four. We're cruising through the thirties now, and I have. I think I've lined up a special guest for number forty. Fingers crossed. We will see. Nice. Um, welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, this is very well. Yeah, I think it's safe to say this is quite last minute and quite uh, unorganized. But we're we're here, A little and bit. <laughs> I, I'm super happy to have you because yeah, I definitely consider you a, a rare Pokemon in the scene, and I think I've only I think I've only kind of started following your stuff the last like year maybe um but i know you've been training for a while particularly like in new zealand and austria so am i on the right lines there yeah yeah yeah. so i started training in austria but then um i'm i went on a working holiday visa to new zealand in 2017 2018 and that's when i started training properly so most of the time i trained i kind of trained in new zealand so that's where i been... get like money so you've only been training since 2018, like 2017? Um, I, yeah, I started training in late 2016, but I got into parkour because of an injury. Um, and then I, I was injured the first, like I broke my jaw. And um, oh, I was fuck. basically injured the whole first year of training because it was really bad. Um, so yeah, I started training properly in 2017, I think. Wow, dare I ask how, yeah. you, how you hurt your jaw? Um, I, I used to be a trampolinist and... Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I just fell on the trampoline and danced my feet out of the trampoline into my chin. And then just, my knee hit my chin and just pushed my jaw back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so then you were like, yeah. parkour. I couldn't do trampolining for like a year because there's so much mm. pressure on your neck. Yeah. And um, I needed something else to do, so I started doing parkour, <laughs> and then by the time I could jump again, I didn't want to do trampolining anymore, and then just, mm. yeah, kept doing parkour. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed because, yeah, it, I have to say congratulations for your recent, well, a couple of, a couple of recent things. You got into Art of Motion. Yeah. And Thank you also are—are are you sponsored or just affiliated with Squadron? I'm sponsored, like I'm part of Squadron. Hmm. So, yeah. so tell tell me about those two things. Let's go into those two things. That's 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 great. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, I'll start with Squadron because that happened first. So um, basically, Daryl just shared one of my videos, and I just kind of thanked him. And then <laughs> he said that he really likes what I'm doing and he'd love yeah. to support me. But because of COVID, his gym's not opened and um, it's a bit hard financially at the moment. And, but he'd mm. like to sponsor me. And I just kind of said that if um, if the gym opens up again and if he's getting more money and I'd love to be part of Squadron, that'd be awesome. And then he was kind of just like, well, do you know what? Do you want to be part of Squadron? And then that's how it happened. Damn, so, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, it was you, crazy. I mean, have you have you met up with those guys much before? Have you been to? No. No, sadly not. I don't know any of them. 
personally. Wow. And, like, I've met them over Zoom and stuff. I'd love to meet all of them because they're super cool people. Mm. Um, and I hope that at some point I can fly to uh, the Bay Area and actually record one of those videos in the gym. Mm. With Daryl, yeah. And I, I, I don't know if there's a plan for it yet, but that's hopefully going to happen at some point. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, with yeah. that, I mean, they've got some nice camera setups, so I'm sure you could get a really quality video of you flowing 100%. through the gyms. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And what about what about Art of Motion then? Um, to Art of Motion was so I was meant to fly back to New Zealand in in the min, in June in like two weeks, and then when um, they said that well when they announced a new Art of Motion, I was kind of like, well, I could try it, and then. Um, like, I never wanted to be in out of motion before. It was never, like, do you know, for loads of athletes, it's kind of the thing they want to do. It's, like, a, the goal for their free-running career or whatever. Um, it was never that for me. Um, I just kind of saw that it was going to happen again, and I thought I'd try it. And then, yeah, I recorded the submission and somehow got in. That's so cool. <laughs> it's really cool. I'm really happy about it. I'm so excited. And where is it going to be taking place then? In, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to pronounce the name wrong. I think it's Piraeus in Greece. It's like half an hour from Athens. So it's not, on, going, to be, it's not going to be Santorini? No, nah, certainly not. But mm. I think it's going to be on sailboats. It's going to I be on know. boats? Yeah. Oh, wow. That reminds me of like the, uh, the old... Ultimate Parkour Challenge or whatever it's called. Do you ever see that? Like a long time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they did that one on the boat. Do you remember that? True. Yeah. Fuck, that would be so cool <laughs> if it was anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, I can't really picture what it's going to be like, but it sounds really, really cool. Hmm. Maybe you can do some, like, dives off the edge afterwards. Like, finish your run and then just dive off into the sea or something. <laughs> yeah, I so want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a gap between the boats, right? Because like, there was this roof gap in Matera. So I feel like surely they'll do a gap between the boats. And that'll mm. be so sick. And then, yeah, hopefully you get to jump in the water. But it's in the harbour. Okay. Um, in the port. So I don't know if the water's going to be any Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might just be, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. And when, when is it taking place? Um, the on-site qualifiers on the 7th of July and the main events on the 10th. Okay, so it's not far away actually. <laughs> nah, I think it's yeah, like yeah. six or seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. And are you, are you preparing yourself? Like, are you kind of going to take it as it comes or are you kind of training for it or what's your mentality behind it? Um, I, I haven't really figured that out yet. Because um, I don't really do a lot of flips usually. And I did a couple of flips for my submission. Um, and then last week I went to Ape Academy to the gym in Vienna. Mm. And um, I was just training there. And then at the end of the session, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do some flips so I get confident with my flips. And I really didn't enjoy it. Mm. So <laughs> I kind of <laughs> just decided to just take it as a, I don't know, just take it as it goes. And um, just because my submission, I was so surprised by all the flips I could actually do. Hmm. So maybe I'll I'll just do what I'm doing and then just be surprised by the flips I can do in, <laughs> in Greece. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I also noticed recently you've um, got your first back to on concrete and first 
double <laughs> con, double cut pass. Yeah, yeah. So a few, a few firsts recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've got way more confident with my movement. I've mm. somehow gained way more trust in my body. And it's really funny recently. A lot of things I try, they work. That sounds real, like I don't know, kind of cocky, but it's just. <laughs> No, tell it's me, tell me, what, 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 what works for you then? How, how have you managed to kind of push yourself to do those things? Uh, basically, uh, I'm trying to trust that my body knows what to do, even if I fail something. Because it does, right? Like so many times something doesn't work and our body still somehow catches ourselves. And I think trusting that even if something goes wrong, I can save it. That really helps me. Hmm. Because in, in my whole parkour career, I've never seriously injured myself. And mm-hmm. I've obviously tried a lot of things that didn't work. So my body's always been able to save itself. So, yeah, that's what helps me. Mm. I know exactly the feeling. It's like um, near me, there's a an arm jump that's quite high up. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of height that you definitely, definitely don't want to fall if you don't make yeah. it. But the, the arm jump's really small. Um and I kind of, one thing that helps me do it is thinking like my hands will guide me. Like my hands know yeah. what to do. There's no yeah. way they don't know what to do. They're not going to suddenly, you know, not cling yeah. on if I jump, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's really strange. Yeah. yeah. I've kind of been thinking about this a lot lately because I, um, I, I'm still coaching trampolining sometimes. Well, okay. I do like training camps and stuff. Yeah. And, um, a lot of kids were kind of like, oh, I'm scared that this and that will happen to me when I'm in the air. But it's just, uh, it's like you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? Um, your body mm. just doesn't do, like, doesn't just do stuff. It's you doing it. And then especially, like not especially with trampoline, but when I was at that training camp, I kind of realized that you're in a flip or in a jump for such a short time. You're not thinking through it. It's your, like it's muscle memory and your body's doing it. It's not you conscious consciously doing it so that really helps me with doing new things as well interesting does that make sense it's it <laughs> this the, yeah yeah it reminds me of something that i've talked about on another podcast about sort of the temporal like time element of doing something mm-hmm. so sometimes if you you know if you wait for too long you, you, yeah. you know you, you won't do it because you're you've gone into like brain mode you've gone into like thinking yeah. and this sort of uh sort of top down kind of element of us um but if you're a bit if you do things quicker if you try to it's like racing the brain i've called it before if you kind of race yeah. the brain by moving your body often you can actually do the things that you want to do because you've you've not put on the emergency brake um yeah does that does that make sense it does yeah i don't know i get i don't know if you get this too but sometimes when i do something i'm kind of scared of i feel mm-hmm. like my brain switches off for a second and my body kind of just takes over and then after i'm done with it i'm like okay i just did this it was cool but then that's when i think about it mm-hmm but yeah. I, I don't know if this makes sense. I, I get you. I think for me, it's a little bit like um, if I'm going to do something, I have maybe like 
one or two thought inputs, if that makes sense. Like as mm -hmm. in maybe one thought input could be keep my left knee tucked more or something. Yeah. And basically just having a couple of really simple thought processes and then mm -hmm. moving through those thought processes like makes my body in line with what I want to do. Is that, does that make sense? It's, it's really hard to explain, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get you, yeah. Mm. yeah. What I do sometimes as well is I kind of think of, like if I do something I'm scared of, I go through the scenarios of what could happen if I do something wrong and then how I would save myself. Yes, super and important. Then, yeah, if if there's no like really bad scenario, I'm, yeah, I, I, I go for it. Mm -hmm. and um yeah so for someone trying out their first double cat pass what would you what would you advise for them how would you help them try and get over that fear because that's quite a, it's quite a strange thing to do a double cat pass it is really strange i think exactly what i just said i'm just thinking about exactly what you want to do and how you want to do it and what you have to do to make it work mm. and mm. i don't know specifically with the double cat pass i uh, with the one i did i kind of just did it over the side at the start you know mm. just so i can kind of prep it i didn't do it over a gap either so it was like way less scary so i suppose find a spot where you can prep it really well mm. and where there's not a lot of like dangers i don't know um, yeah, I've I don't know, that. basically just trying it until you feel really confident that you can do it. Mm. It's, 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 uh, for me, it's really a feeling. It's a feeling, weird. yeah. Yeah. And, and what's strange about that is that if you, like, you don't, you don't change from when you, the starting time of when you got to that spot and mm -hmm. when you've done the cat pass, like, you haven't changed physically, yeah. but you've something has something has changed in your mind, which has allowed you, or your feet, or your kind of your bodily feeling, that's allowed mm. you to to do it. And it's so interesting because, yeah, like you haven't transformed, you haven't changed into like a a different being, but you've you've managed to do something that you wanted to do that you couldn't do before. It's fascinating. It is. I never thought of that. That's really cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually very cool. <laughs> um, and it's, that's why I kind of think about this time element. It's like, well, what are the chances that I'm going to achieve this in the next 15 minutes? And it's a little bit eerie because you're like, yeah. oh, wait, what? So, so I'm going to do it in the next 15? It's like, yeah, because that's how it goes. That's what we do, you know? Like, hmm. Yeah. Quite often for me as well, I've recently realized that if I, if I see a challenge and I'm that I'm scared of and I'm trying to do it, then I have to decide that I actually want to do it. Like sometimes I try something with not even the intention of actually doing it. And then mm. once I decide that I really want to do it, it gets so much easier. Or I get to the point where I just say, nah, I, I actually can't do it. But it makes the whole process much easier if you decide that you really, really want to do this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's definitely... Hmm. It's like there's things that you want to do because they're fun or comfortable. There's things that you really don't want to do because they're yeah. novel or scary or dangerous. And then there's like this kind of like 
sweet spot, which is like the fear zone, which is like, I really want to do it, but it is also scaring the shit out of me. And it's kind yeah. of like that, that kind of zone is like the progression zone kind of thing, I find. Yeah. It was specifically with that double Kong. It was, I was training with a couple of friends and they were doing a double Kong and I was just like, oh, I recently did one in a gym. Um, I might try it. And then I tried it a couple of times. And I was like, okay, do I want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I want to do it. And then it worked. But before that, it was kind of just trying, but not really meaning it, you know? It was, yeah. 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 Mm, the intention. Yeah, the intention. Yes. Yeah. And so how long... Do you say you're coaching trampolining then? Um, not really. Well, I, I did a training camp in um, over Easter. Mm. It's just because where I used to do trampolining, there's not a lot of coaches. <laughs> and so, yeah, I did, I did a week of coaching there. And mm. it was real fun. It was real fun. Yeah. And, yeah, I somehow realized that through parkour, I understand way more with that of how... Uh, even with trampolining, I think I got better at coaching trampolining from doing parkour and coaching parkour. Okay, it's explain. quite interesting. Explain, that's really interesting. Um, just understanding how... So, so with trampolining, um, you've got certain things that you have to do. You know, like when you, when you take off, you have to be in a certain position. And I think now... I understand way better how to get into that position. Like before I always used to just say like, I don't know, keep your arms up or something. And now I understand how, what you have to do in order to keep your arms up. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that, and also I've got way more ideas on how to, how to learn a new trick. Cause mm -hmm. it's like really, um, with, it's the same with gymnastics. You've got like, 10 steps and then you can do a back fall or something mm. and for some I've, uh, there's this one kid in that um that i coached there and she 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 has a really hard time doing back falls and none of the things that the coaches tried with her worked before and before i did parkour i, I would have never thought of just like trying something do you know there's always like a step you have to do and then the next step and then the next step but then um if you like i told that girl to kind of just do a really ugly for trampolining, like a really ugly backfall and just try it. And that worked mm. so much better. So I think it's looking at the whole, like looking at that sport from a different perspective is quite, was really valuable for me. Mm. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I'm just going to close the door. Cause I can you hear someone <laughs> like chopping outside or something. I can. Yeah. <laughs> One second. That's all good. <laughs> sorry about that I'm just aware I was just like I was trying to listen to you and I was like I bet she can hear like the <laughs> in the background I could yeah yeah I could. someone chopping something outside <laughs> um yeah that's 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 super cool um oh I had a really what was my you made my mind like bubble a second there what was it uh, <laughs> yes 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 you said about the ugly the ugly back full Something yeah. that I've found with coaching, or actually if someone's just training with me, mm -hmm. it's really hard to kind of bail in public by yourself. Yeah. And kind of, and, and, and I don't mean bail in as in like a, 
you know, you've tried something and you thought you were going to do it and then you bailed badly. I mean, like as in kind of flopping around yeah. awkwardly, trying to get something to, to work, going through mm-hmm. the steps of trying to get something to work. And that's quite hard to do in, in public because it's, it's, you feel very self-conscious. But my point is, if you are a coach or if you are someone that's helping someone, if you allow them the, the space to be stupid and to yeah. do something that's not quite right, in inverted commas, mm-hmm. yeah. then that can really be powerful. I think that sounds similar to what you said with the like the ugly backflip. It's like, no, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you're not you're not being judged. You try it, you try and do an an ugly one, and then we'll see how we go from there. I'm giving you the I'm affirming that you can do that. You know, and I think that's yeah. it's really good. Like I tried to do like a a palm spin on a lamp post yeah. recently, which is really scary. Like it's not it's not it's not high them. impact or anything. <laughs> I hate palm spins so much. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah, but like I started I was with my friend and I kind of like I was like kind of going around on the side a little bit and stuff like that. And then he was like, Go on, just just kinda of kick a leg over and I was like, Okay and I kinda of like bailed onto my side and he was like yeah yeah okay, okay that was nearly it and I was like oh okay and then I kept going and then I got it and it's like again I was 10-15 minutes away from being able to do it but he helped me out so nice yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I love doing that when I'm coaching especially yeah when I'm coaching parkour as well I love just kind of training with the people and just doing something real silly so they so that they feel okay but doing silly stuff as well and I think it really works yeah yeah I think so I love just um so when I coach I love I love not giving like straight um like not giving them things to do like do this pre do this cat leap and stuff I always get them to make lines and like really silly lines and then do those silly lines before them and then do you know, like, so that they feel okay with trying stuff? I did this mm. workshop once and it was just, uh, it was me and Lisa, the, uh, Lisa Square on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out, and we, shout out. Yeah, yeah, she's cool. She's very cool. <laughs> um, and we were just standing in front of a form pit and just did weird stuff into the form pit. There was like no... It wasn't a learn how to front flip or learn how to mm, do this and that. Like okay. we did loads of parkour stuff before, and then we're just like, look, we try loads of silly stuff. Try loads of silly stuff, and then they just yeah, it was really really fun. Some of them did really cool things. Mm. I don't know what they're called in English, but you know, um, those sideways twisty things that um, Matthias Meyer does. Okay. It's yeah. Like spinny things. Yeah. One of the one of the girls there just did that perfectly. It was real fun. Yeah. Interesting. And you hadn't you hadn't explicitly said like this is what we're gonna do. You just mm, I like no. that. Interesting. Mm. No, I love doing that. Mm. I guess if you have got somewhere as safe as like a foam pit, then you can you can experiment with that. Yeah. 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 With like loads of other stuff as well. Um, so my, my sister's a dancer and um, she teaches me a little bit of dancing and I teach her a bit of parkour mm. and the first time I tried teaching her was like three three years ago I think yeah. and um, I was really into the so this is how you do a Kong, this is how you do a seat through this is how you do a lazy and she mm. just really didn't enjoy it at all 
and then we tried it again um, this this year, like a couple of months ago, and um, I think we just started because um, we were in a gym, we were just barely spinning around some stuff, and um, it was so much more fun. It was so much better, and she she's really enjoying it now, and most of what we do when we go out training is just really rolling around stuff, and it's great. Mm. So do you? Yeah. How does that work then? Do you kind of do, do you change your kind of language then? So rather than saying we're going to do this vault over this thing, do you kind of say, "Hey, watch this. Let's try this." It, t- tell me how it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love um, I love just saying, "Look, there's this wall," and um, try and get over it somehow, and then like find five different ways of getting over it Mm. and um that was actually Mm -hmm. um where i started training there's this one um one guy and he had this he had this really cool concept um of getting over vault boxes and he would just tell people which parts of their body were allowed (laughs) to touch the box cool and it's really cool i like that i'm gonna make a note of that i like that yeah yeah Mm. it's such a cool thing and then especially if you've got complete beginners Mm. because they will do stuff like step throughs if you just say use yeah. your hand and your book and yeah. your foot and then you're like oh look you just did a parkour move I know. And you're really, you know and that's really cool and then you can say stuff like your bum has to touch the vault box or your belly <laughs> and they come up with real creative stuff mm. this is good this is good yeah i uh <laughs> i've definitely been in that camp of like um you know okay this is lesson one so everyone get into a line and we're going to do a yeah. step vault and you got to use your left hand and your right foot and you got to pass it. And it's like, yeah, it, it, it's okay. And for some, I guess for some people, they like the speci- the, speci- <laughs> the specificity of it. Um, but, I, but I agree, like, yeah, if you say to a kid, get over that vault box, maybe like, three or four in ten will just do a step vault and you don't even need to you don't need to put too much into their brain of like left and right and this and that it's too much you know Mm -hmm. so um i really like that idea and i'm definitely going to steal that um i stole it that's okay (laughs) (laughs) it was not my idea (laughs) i'm not going to claim it was Mm. cool so yeah so whereabouts of when you when you teach with your sister whereabouts do you do you do it um wherever really um so we're really lucky um our dad's a headmaster of a school and they've got a really cool gym there mm. like just a, a school gym and yeah. we can pretty much go there whenever we want um, oh, nice. when there's no school kids there so yeah, yeah um the first couple of times we went there um and now we we just went outside to to actual sports mm. um yeah yeah really wherever and it's quite cool because she she's a hip hop dancer, um, mm. so she's just got such a good feeling for her body as well, and she's got mm. really cool ideas and how to move too. So I'm actually learning loads of stuff from her as well. So it's awesome. Yeah, I could I could do with some dance help. I think. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny because I think that it it goes, you know, it goes but it goes both ways. I think that if you're listening to this and you're from a dance background, from a gymnastics background, from a trampoline background, like, damn, the potential you have for parkour is huge. But also, 
you know, it's probably the way around to an extent as well. Um, but we don't really often think about that because we're so like PK for life, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. But I mean, but yeah, dance is. Hmm. Maybe it's going on a bit of a tangent, but yeah, dance is. I saw something today, no, yesterday, by a guy called Samuel Caleb, um, mm-hmm. who seems to be quite a popular dancer in the UK. I'm not sure. I could be completely wrong. But he, his movement is insane. Like, his floor movement and his kind of sense of touch and timing, mm-hmm. it's just, it's outrageous. It's, it's unbelievable. And... Um, I wonder how parkour people, I wonder how our kind of ability or our mindset would change if we did kind of venture into things like dance as well. Um, yeah. I still want to, like, I want us to connect way more with the dance community, with mm-hmm. the dance scene. I think it's got so much potential. It's so cool. Um, I t- so my, my sister's boyfriend's a b-boy and he came out training as well and he's insanely good too. Mm. I, I, there was this 180 we did, or like I tried it first, and uh, I think I got it first try or something. So it wasn't uh, second try, sorry. Um, so it wasn't small, and he just went and did it. <laughs> so it's insane the ability they've got is so cool, mm-hmm. and the stuff he comes up with as well is so impressive. And I went mm-hmm. to um, the Red Bull BC One, like the pre-selection, the cipher. I don't know if you know about it. Yeah, so much inspiration from that. It's so cool. And also the best, <laughs> so, like the thing I think we need from the hip hop um, scene as MCs, because I honestly we do so much better with the like a really good MC in our competitions. It's oh, so the competitions, cool. yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like on the streets. <laughs> no, no. Like imagine that red bull yeah. out of motion if we had like a, a proper MC. I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone, but how cool would that be? I mean. Yeah, why 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 has that not happened yet? I mean, I don't know. We we all love hip hop as well, so it's just like what's yeah. I don't know why we're not. I don't know. Hmm, like it. Listen, guys, <laughs> <laughs> if you're an MC, if you know an MC, get in touch. Get in touch. Get them involved. Cause yeah, that's an interesting idea. Um, oh man, it would get people so hyped as well. <laughs> it would. It'll be so cool. And you wouldn't even have to know much about Parker. It would just be worth worth it because he can just mm. get the crowd going, you know. Oh, it'll be yeah, so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd it, love that. Yes, yeah. And hip-hop really is, like, quite entwined with parkour now, I feel. Um, but, I don't think, but I don't think the hip-hop community knows that at all. I don't get the sense that they kind of know that. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if we're. I don't know if we're actually in twine with the hip hop culture. I think we're just listening to hip hop a lot. I don't know if. Well, I don't know if. I don't know if a lot of people in the Parker community know a lot about the hip hop culture. You know, like I know That's that true. some That's people true. do. Mm, 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 mm. But I don't know if we just use the music. You know, mm. and then that's a complete different story. I think. True. I remember Callum Powell saying it's like hip hop is like parkour's spirit animal kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. 
I think it'd be nice to see more kind of more interaction there. Yeah, like you know, if yeah. you if you if you use if you use hip hop and use rap songs that sort of thing, like try and try and engage with with those people yeah. somehow, um, rather than just using their music and moving on because they are providing an art form and we're using it for our 100%. art form. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Mm. And so, what about yourself? And have you been, have you been coached or mentored yourself? Um, that when I started, uh, when I started parkour, I I did go to classes, mm-hmm. but um, it was. I don't want to talk bit about this, but it, it was mainly just. Um, this is how you do a Kong, do this. This is, mm. and then like 80% or 90% of the time, we just learned how to do new flips, which is really cool. But because I came 80%. from gymnastics. Yeah. Wow. It was a, it was a lot of flips. <laughs> um, but because I, I came from a gymnastics background, I didn't know how to do any of the parkour stuff, you know? So I think this coaching would have been really, really good if I just wanted to learn flips and if I already knew how to do parkour. But I didn't know how to do parkour and I just learned single flips and single moves. So basically when I went to New Zealand the first time, um, that's when I kind of started training properly and then I wasn't coached or mentored. Mm. I was just kind of like, the New Zealand parkour community is honestly incredible. Um, They're just so supportive and they're the kind of people where you can just try anything and no one will, I don't know laugh at you or you know they're just so friendly and so open and it's amazing to train with them it's such a cool training environment so that's where I learned most I think mm. I feel like I would like to be I don't know if I'd like to be coached I think maybe oh what full know. stop full stop <laughs> do you mean like you wouldn't be you, you 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 wouldn't like to be coached from the beginning or do you mean like now no no okay why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you like to be coached now? I, I don't... Uh, honestly, I don't know if I would like to be coached. I would love to be coached for, like, strength and conditioning because I have no idea how to do that. Um, and I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I'm kind of just trying and experimenting, so it would be really good to have a coach for that. Um, but I can't imagine what it would be like to have a coach. So, actually, I can't say I don't want to be coached. I just... Don't know what it would look like. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think it, 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 especially for higher level practitioners like yourself, I think it is uh, maybe it is it, the concept is a little bit strange to think of being coached because you're 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 kind of yeah, you're doing the work, you're pushing the level yourself. So it's like you know, but um, just trying to connect conversation with. One of my previous podcasts I had on uh, Arraine Florinda mm-hmm. from France, and yeah. she is coached strength and conditioning wise by Harrison Fernandez. So yeah, I've heard that. Um, people like like Harry are doing these kind of uh, these mentor kind of schemes now online. So you know you could get in touch with him or or someone like him. Um, yeah. Very park- parkour specific as well, which is nice. I think these things are starting to crop up more now. The um, parkour specific strength and conditioning help, you know. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. 
and I, I am planning to do that at some point, hopefully soon. Mm. Did <laughs> you do... Yeah, I think... Sorry. Oh, sorry. I think sorry. that I is think... incredibly useful. That's all. Mm. Yeah. Did you do a lot of strength and conditioning with your gymnastics practice then? Yeah. All, all the time. All the time, uh, yeah. All the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I... But I did... I did gymnastics when I was like I started when I was six and then quit when I was twelve. Okay. Um, so it was like a, a, a good while ago. Mm. But it was a, a lot. Like it was a long time. It was most of my childhood I did gymnastics. Um, but there was a lot of strength and conditioning. Yeah. I think I it was like. It was. It was definitely an everyday thing, and then three times a week. So I I used to train I think five times a week. And then um, two or three times a week, I think we had an, like a solid hour of strength and conditioning. And then um, the rest of the trainings, it was like half an hour or something. So it's wow. definitely with every training. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty full on. Were you, were you competing? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, I just yeah. got too tall. <laughs> I absolutely I- love gymnastics. Interesting. Right. Here's, here's a really good point. Yeah. Because I, I, I wanted to ask you, actually, you seem fairly tall. How tall are you? Um, I think 175 or 6. I have no idea what that is in feet. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a quick look. Um, but yeah, tell us about that because I had on... Oh, this is such a good one because I'm connecting all the all the other podcasts. <laughs> awesome. Like it's just they're just all just falling onto my lap. That's really nice. Uh, yeah, I, I had a I had a conversation with uh, a team called Hive from yeah. the UK, and yeah. they're like I think one of them's six foot five and one of them's six foot two. So we were wow. talking about, and I, I'm six foot two. So we were talking about being tall in parkour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so did you so did you feel like you become too tall for gymnastics then? Yeah, but mainly because I was, so I think when I was 10 till I was 11, I grew 12 centimetres and in the next year, I think 10. Um, so my <laughs> joint, yeah, it was, it was insane. Um, wow. So my joints just weren't okay with that. So I just had so many injuries. Um, so it was mainly that, but now I can't even swing on like uneven bars. I'm too tall. Mm-hmm. But back then I wasn't too tall. I was just growing too fast. So yeah, I was injured. Interesting. Do you find there's a relationship between being tall and struggling with flips? I don't know because I learnt flips when I was little, so I can't, I can't say that. Because mm. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe you. I believe you. But yeah, I, I think it's a combination of like really enjoying the kind of. A to B old school style of training, but then also mm-hmm. having the excuse of being tall. Both of these things have come together, and now I'm like, I'm not, I, I'm not hugely interested in flips, but, um, but also like my mindset is better these days. So I'm actually, I actually am experimenting a bit with. It's kind of like what you said about near the start about trusting that your body will be there for you. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you try things, um, so I am experimenting a little bit with different different flips and stuff so yeah <laughs> nice um nice what did you say 175 did you say 175 yeah yeah so that's five foot eight five foot nine five foot nine yeah 
Yeah, I thought sober. I didn't want to say it because I thought I might be way off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me about uh, Kowatri tribe. Kofi tribe. Oh, I spelled... Um, how do you say it? Kofi. Okay, tell me, what does um, that mean then? Fuck, I hope that... I hope that I say this correctly, but um, <laughs> in in Māori, um, a mm. W and an H is pronounced an F, I think. Um, so it's Kofi. Um, but Kofi is a tree. It's a kind of tree. And we... I lived in a, in a parkour flat, and um, there was... Um, a kofi tree we used to climb up to the roof of our house and kofi tribe started in um in quarantine and we were all just living at that house and we thought it would be fun to start making videos and then we called it kofi tribe but we're not doing much there anymore <laughs> it kind of just died after quarantine sadly um and we moved to a different house as well so okay so it's like a nice yeah, kind certainly. of 2020 project then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of videos on YouTube that are quite fun, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, but that's about it. It was meant okay. to be bigger at some point, but then we all had different stuff going on and we kind of just, yeah. Mm. People had to go to work again. <laughs> there wasn't enough time anymore. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so pickles. <laughs> Yeah, Pickles was part of that too. <laughs> so, ha I'm trying to connect the dots here because I've still not met the guy, but um, I did sh I, I did talk about him a fair amount in the last podcast. Um, so he, he spent a he spent some time in New Zealand, right? Yeah. And how yeah, was he? he... Was... Mm, go on, yeah. Um, I hope I'm saying this right. He was there, um, I think he was there in 29... No. 2018, I think he actually got to New Zealand shortly after I left in 2018. And I think he was there for a year. And then he came and visited in, um, in March last year. And he was there till June, I think. I think. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. why was he there? Was that random? Or was that just because he had contacts there or? He had contacts there. So, um, my boyfriend, um, Louis Gower, he's Pickles' best friend. Yeah. And Pickles visited him and then stayed at our house. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was a good I... time. Lisa was there too. Mm, mm, it was yeah. real fun. They were both stuck in New Zealand during quarantine. <laughs> we had a great time. We had a really <laughs> good time. Yeah, interesting. So do you have you... Have you tra trained? Sorry, have you trained with uh, with Matt and, and Lisa quite a lot? Yeah, mm. yeah. Lisa's quite a good friend of mine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like I, what, I like I like what they're doing. I like their kind of. Um, well, I've been a bit, I've been a fan for Matt for a long time. Like mm -hmm. when he started making the no title videos, like it must have be maybe nearly ten years ago since the first one. Maybe I want to say. But he certainly has he certainly has a unique style, and I really like that Lisa and him kind of vibe off each other with their different styles and stuff. Yeah, it's really nice to see, and I think they're doing well with their oh yeah shout out for their clothing actually, because they're they're starting to make quite a few yeah. different garments now, aren't they? So yeah, yeah, yeah. they just mm -hmm. released a new collection 
a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's so good. Love it. Love it. I love yeah. seeing people kind of contributing to the parkour economy, the infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Their good. stuff is cool as well because it's so unique. Mm. And it's all like, they all draw it themselves. And it's, just, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so who, who else are you, do you mainly train with then? Do you have like a core bunch of people that you train with? Or? Uh, in New Zealand, I do, yeah. Mm. Um, basically, it's just, um, there's not a lot of people training in New Zealand, but the people that do train, they're incredibly good. And they're all incredibly close. Mm. Um, so yeah, there I do have a group. But in Austria, it's a bit different. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of people I train with in Vienna. Mm. Um, but I don't have like a a training group you know but it's quite fun to just train with different people as well and so is there's, the scene um, mm, yeah go on yeah there's um there's this one team and they're called um Rev- I might say it's wrong um Revel Cult um and I, I train with them quite a bit and then um some people from Ape Ape Connection mm-hmm. they have a gym in Austria um, Ape Academy. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen that. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I train with them quite a bit. But now I moved back to my home city, which is Linz. That's like an hour and a half from Vienna. And what's the what's the scene like generally in in Austria? Then, is it a big is it a big community? Is it a small community? Um, I feel like I'm not the right person to judge this because I just haven't been here for that long. Mm, um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of people training in Linz. Um, there's a there's a parkour park which is awesome. It's really really good. Um, and uh, but the team that's running it, they're most of them um, have full time jobs, so they're not training that much anymore. Um, that's where I started training. Um, so there's a couple of younger people that train a bit, and then Vienna's got a bigger scene. Yeah, yeah. Um... See, the thing is, like I I mean I started training in. 2016 but I didn't know any of like I wasn't part of the community until way 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 later mm. so I don't know a lot of the old school videos like people in New Zealand they kind of tried to teach me <laughs> and they like showed me all of those videos and stuff and so now I know a little bit but I still I wasn't there when all of this happened and then it took me such mm. a long time to realize how much like history parkour has and how <laughs> big the community is um mm. so i'm still learning loads and i feel oh, a bit have, bad for it you have a lot to you have a lot to discover yeah no i, I so with this with this podcast i do um my second name's kopak and i do something called kopak's classics so oh, at, at the start at the start of this video sorry yeah. hang on at the start of this podcast that when i do my introduction there'll be a, um, I'll use some music from a what I think is a classic parkour video. Um, That's so, so cool. You'll hear that, or you've listened to that, depending on what time we're in now. If you get me, nice. Like right nice. now, yeah, you've yeah, not yeah. heard it, but in the future, yeah. you'll have heard it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, every 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 episode, I I start it off with like a with a classic parkour video and talk a little bit about it, and then go on to uh, my guest so so yeah i've got a playlist actually yeah people listening if you're interested in just watching some awesome videos and kind of because they stem quite far back as well then uh i've got that playlist on 
on my YouTube, Kovacs Classics. Um, That's so good. Yeah, I need so to watch can, that. So you can <laughs> just you can just watch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. But that's exciting, though. You're you're kind of, you know, you you've got into Red Bull and you're sponsored, and you've not been going very long. It's exciting. How how old are you I'm now? Just, if you don't mind me asking. I'm 23. It's yeah, all so, so exciting. I'm so that's excited. you're like in the absolute. You're in it. You're like in the eye of the storm. That's awesome. So, you have uh, a lot of a lot of good good times ahead. I think. Oh, hopefully, hopefully. I just got my first parkour job as well. So. It's just, yeah, it's awesome. Everything's going pretty pretty well at the moment. Is that kind of like a, like being filmed type job or is that like a, what, what, what type of job is it? Yeah, it was, it was um, for a pretty big newspaper in Austria. It's one of the, it's like an image campaign. Mm. It was really fun. Yeah. What did you have to do? Yeah. Um, it was actually quite good because they, um, they best, they asked someone who's doing parkour in Vienna um to basically come up with a concept for them so it was a lot of our input so it was a lot of parkour actually it wasn't that many flips mm. um, and it's really good it's pretty yeah it's really really good i did the scene which is just awesome to have in a in a video you know like in a in a campaign i thought that was really cool yeah yeah, yeah. is it is it is it a video as well or just a an article. No, it's a video as well. It's it's, oh, it's a video. their whole image campaign for twenty twenty one. Oh wow, cool. Okay, yeah. well, if you I got yeah, pretty I will, lucky. I will put that link for that in the description. So go and check that out, guys. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's like a it's a twenty second video. It's like oh, a, yeah. a TV spot. Yeah, like yeah, nice. Sport. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll cool. send it to you. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And what's what's next for you then? Do you think you'll it sounds like you're going to go and live in New Zealand at some point. Like, that's kind of like your, your home. Do you think that's the plan? Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'll live there forever, but um, hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to fly back to New Zealand in mid-July. And then, because my, um, my boyfriend's doing um, an apprenticeship and he's got like three years or something left. So we'll stay there until he's done with his apprenticeship. And then I, I'd love to live in Europe for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. 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 But to be honest, right now, it's just awesome to be in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah. But um, I want to try um, and somehow do something for the New Zealand community. Mm. Because they're so good, but no one knows about them. And Parkour in New Zealand is very small. So there's not really any commercials with Parkour athletes being done in New Zealand. And I don't think it's because the demand's not there. I think it's because people don't have anywhere to go with those requests you know what I mean mm, mm-hmm. so there's like yeah. a parkour gym but it's run by a b-boy and um, apparently um, there's been a couple of requests for athletes but because he's a b-boy he's not really like and he's got a whole gym to run so he doesn't really have that much time to actually give jobs to athletes but there's no one else in New Zealand um, that can be a contact for companies do you know so I want to I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I want to figure out a way how New Zealand athletes can actually do something with parkour because there's quite a few opportunities in Europe, but there's not really any over there. Mm. And so if you, if you do parkour over there, it's, 
it's kind of frustrating as well because they're so good, but they're not noticed by anyone. They're not really noticed by the international community either because they're just so far away, but they're so good. And they've got such a unique style too. Yeah? So, yeah. They're all incredible athletes. Mm. Okay, give us some give us some shout-outs then and we can kind of uh, get people looking <laughs> on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, tell, tell us who, uh, who to look out for. I'm going to feel really bad if I forget someone. There's like loads of pressure. No one's um, perfect. So uh, Louis Gower is awesome. And then you've got um, Ziggy. Oh, I'm going to tell you names of teams because that's so much easier. So you've got um, Easy Life. Easy Life is basically just... Um, it, it just It's just a collective. So it represents most of the New Zealand community, but it's based in Auckland. And then you've got Jumpy Boys. Um, those are three um, younger guys. And they're more now, but... They started out as three younger boys, I think. Um, they're all insane as well. And then you've got Juice Boys. They're from a different city in New Zealand. They're so good as well. Um, yeah, I think. Fuck, I feel, I feel so bad if I miss anyone. Um, but I think that's the main teams that... Yeah. And yeah, from yeah. that, you can find all the other athletes. So cool. Easy Life, Jumpy Boys and Juice Boys. Perfect. They've got awesome YouTube edits too. Mm, 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 mm. Do they mainly post on YouTube or is it Insta as well? Both. Both, of course. Yeah. yeah. But that's another pretty cool thing about New Zealand. They put a lot of effort into bigger projects. Mm, mm-hmm. So there's actually, yeah, there's loads of YouTube videos, which is just it's really cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, listeners, yeah, you know what to do. Go and, sp- go, and uh, go and have a look. Go and spread some love and... Um, yeah, I think that that is kind of a good point. I think there are that's one thing I'm trying to do with this podcast is try and highlight different communities that aren't necessarily getting much t- attention or anything. Um, there's a, there's a huge kind of uh, spotlight on you know the south of England <laughs> and not many other yeah. places. So um, so yeah, that's that's awesome. So I think we're I think we're about about finished there. Um just want to say a huge thank you for coming on short notice. That was really nice to speak to you and thank you for doing your well, essentially being in the hot seat for the first time on a podcast. So <laughs> thank you very much. It was real fun. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. It was nice. I hope I didn't say too many stupid things, I'm kinda of worried. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that. Everyone says that. Yeah. Give yourself credit, you said some cool stuff. Trust me, trust me, trust nice. me. Nice. Um but yeah, listeners, if you enjoyed the episode, then uh, there's links down below or above, depending on whether you're on Spotify or YouTube. You can support the podcast, you can follow it, you can subscribe, um, check out Lisa's stuff, she's killing it, and she'll be out on some boat for Red Bull, so make sure you you, 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 uh, you uh, go and watch that as well when, it, when it's out in July. Um, but yeah, a pleasure. Thank you very much. Hopefully we'll cross paths someday. And if not, then all the best. Thank you very much. I all hope right. so too. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye from me. <laughs>